When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Can you say hard hats, folks? Hard hats, lunch pails, steel to boots? Anything short of a championship this year is a failure. Look really at this boomer right here. You've just got so much talent here. Somebody said we need to apologize for Jalen. Can I pull the John? What are we apologizing for? What do we say? What do we do? <laughs> All right, Josue, fine. I'll apologize. Ready? No, this ain't real. Yes. I'll apologize for letting these guys off the hook the last couple of games when they played like shit. Because I'm being too shy. Okay? That's, that's, that's more of a realistic apology. I thought you would apologize on behalf of the Celtics. I don't like those apologies. No, I won't. Listen, it could be a factor of things. It's possible... Look, I'm trying to stay even keeled on it. I think raging back and forth and back and forth. Do I think this game matters? Like, hugely matters? And Joe Sway, I'm told your mic is loud. I don't know if you can turn down it, the game there a little bit. Is it loud? I, I look, does it matter, matter? No. Meaning, I don't think because of this game, this is indicative of why they won't win everything. Every champion who's ever played basketball probably has games like this and games like other bad games they've had this year. They still have right. the best record in basketball. Blah, 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 blah. The Lakers hit a lot of threes. We didn't hit threes. All the excuses. Fine. If you want to go down that road, it's fine. It's just what ends up happening is games like this, to me, Josue, are a reminder of what worries me about Tatum and Brown and has always worried me about Tatum and Brown. But when we overreact to it, people lose their minds. And so I temper it a tad because I do think it's a little much every single time there's a bad game, you freak out every time there's a good game. But you see snapshots of things that still bother you. And I do believe, among everything else, that top-down energy and leadership. Someone mm. posted recently like their, their record since the energy tweet from Jalen. That's all fine and good. But if you're got if your guys, if your top guys come out and don't give a shit, it trickles down. I'm gonna leave Tatum out of this one. I didn't think he had a great game, but I saw him hit the floor a few times and he seemed to be trying. It was a disjointed effort. It was Jaylen the only Brown, time the fans got on their feet, by the way. But yeah. Yeah. Jalen Brown was walking around and there were multiple opportunities here 
to 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 write the ship. We'll get into some of it as we go on. Maybe I'm just pissed off because my I live in Newton and the teachers have been on strike for two weeks and I'm I'm at my wits end right That's now. That's just okay? crazy. We can get so into I'm, that at the end of the I'm show. I'm fried. I'm a little I'm a little angry about so. This well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So I'm going to pause and I'm going to let you tell me. Well, I got a question matter, for you. Okay. I just, just want to follow up. I want to pinpoint exactly what frustrates you most about Tatum and Brown. Is it the overall vibe when they know guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to be playing? Or is it the lack of, uh, I don't know, sense of urgency when you're down 16 against a, a shorthanded Lakers team? I don't get it. It could be either there. one. Yeah. To me, the, the first quarter of not giving a shit and being sloppy and lazy with the ball, I find so annoying. But you've got so many – what bothered me the most about tonight, Josue, is you had the – you had um, you had the opportunity to right the ship so many times and you didn't. And that's what gets me – that's what galls me about tonight's game, okay? So these guys suck. They're whipping it all over the, uh, the, the court. The bench comes in and saves their freaking asses end of the first quarter and makes it a close game. And what do they do? They piss it away again in the second. So what happens? You know, they come out with their starters in the third quarter, and they freaking just are allowing dunks and layups and whatever. Yeah. And, and Joe did the right thing in benching. Joe and benching benches uh, them. Brown and Porzingis. Yeah. Brown, Porzingis, and Holiday, which I – Oh, and Holiday, too. But Holiday came back in in that third quarter. Brown and Porzingis did no. not. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They sat nine minutes. Then they both come out in the fourth quarter, and Brown's still walking around. So you had the first quarter, the first half, and then getting benched in the third quarter as a potential wake-up call, and you never took it. And yeah. that's what bugs me the most is your coach is basically begging you and telling you, like, dude, get serious here. Yeah. And they didn't do it. That's crazy to me yeah that bothers me too john it feels like if you're beating this team for three and a half quarters there's a good chance that they'll i don't want to say check out but they're not going to put forth the effort of sense of urgency and that is that should worry you john and there's a few other things that worried me as well and especially with poor zingas how many times did chris Stapps have a mismatch in the paint and he took advantage of it a couple of times here and there but in that fourth quarter i just don't understand the game plan of not trying to get back to that trying to get guys to the free throw line i know tatum did his best he was attacking when he could and he got to the free throw line finally with what three minutes left in the fourth quarter that was his first trip to the free throw line but it's inexcusable i, I think the Celtics have to find a way to, to just make plays and execute down the stretch. You don't have Anthony Davis you, you know, for the Lakers, right? They don't have Anthony Davis. They don't have LeBron James. But then you have guys that just show up and, and, and set the table. D'Angelo Russell is one of those guys, man, especially when he's hitting three-point shots, 14 assists, you know, getting guys going. And, of course, Austin Reeves, this can ha this happens from time to time, okay? So Austin Reeves, I mean, you should be ready for something like this. And if you ask me, he's the player of the game, obviously, you know, just from what he did, just carrying it out all four quarters. But I also think the Celtics just never even made any type of adjustments in that fourth quarter to just, one, stop the bleeding, and two, just get better looks. Get looks for your guys, for your – who should have been named an all-star was probably going to go for Julius Randle anyways. I just – that part is what drove me nuts because – Look, Jackson Hayes, he played his ass off, especially in that third quarter. The oh, way sure. he started the second half, he set the tone. But Kristaps Porzingis, he should be able to counter that attack, whether it's on the mismatch, whether it's on the block. Like, I just wanted to see him try it. And I know Hayes had a heck of a play against him, but I just don't understand the sense of not trying to attack the mismatch and take advantage of someone that you didn't have a year ago, a guy who makes a tremendous difference. And if you ask me, 
is is a, a complete okay. makes himself think it's a completely different team when he's out there. But I didn't see it tonight. I didn't yeah. feel it tonight at all. He wasn't engaged. Uh, Brown was never engaged. And again, I'm not. Brown I'll was give, never engaged. I'll give Tatum half a pass tonight, but not generally speaking, because there's been many games where it's Tatum who's the guy who came out sleepwalking and jacking threes and and just going through the motions here. And you know, it wasn't a great game by him either. It just wasn't as bad as the others. But he's been guilty of this from time to time. And I do think, again, that's when we've talked about it. You know, that. You know the 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 you know the the leaders there, and somebody put up a comment in there, and um, about Barkley, and I know Joe Sway's at the game, um, uh -oh. so I don't know if you uh -oh. caught it. What do you say at halftime? Barkley. Um, or was it post game? It was it was at halftime. I didn't get to watch the post game because I was waiting to start this post yeah. our post game. Yeah, those guys are here. Yeah, that was a bad question. Charles Barkley says that, those, those guys usually go off in the half, at halftime, so that makes sense. Charles, yeah, they go to the next game quick. Barkley suggesting Tatum and Brown not tough enough to win a title. He said that they they win on this. The Celtics are a team. The exact quote: win, winning on talent, not on hustle. And I think he told you know an anecdote, you know from a coach or blah 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 and this and that. But basically, um, th that's what he said. He's like, they're nice guys. I don't see that they're tough enough. They're not those guys that are just gonna friggin' gnash their teeth and get after it. They have their moments but they don't do it enough. And I know part of that is just their demeanor is passive. They are generally not thump your chest sort of guys. They're a little bit lower energy, sleepier, not as demonstrative. So some of that is superficial and maybe not necessarily accurate and maybe doesn't reflect how intense they are in games, but right. that's Well, he not. the moment intense is a little different, but yeah. So again, and so when everyone talks about this, Jimmy put this well in a text. We've taught, we've given the Celtics a lot of credit for winning games they would have lost last year. This is losing a game that they would have lost last year or the year before. They just never got it in gear, and they had so many opportunities playing a team that had nothing on the other side. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just one of those games where I feel like um, – Again, if you if you put forth the right effort for three and a half quarters, you, you're gonna you're gonna get them to, to to break down. And I feel like at that two minute mark, even with somewhat of a runaway, you know, from at least making it a one possession game, Jones will have benched them, you know. And I hate to say it, but it was probably the right thing to do just to send a message because this one is ugly, man. Like it's one of those games where you're like, do you guys even deserve to try to make a comeback here? You know, you've had a lot of chances here. You're still not playing the right way. But John, I can't. I know. I can't help but wonder, uh, like, how well they're being set up out there, man. Like, I, I just don't understand the way they're executing offensively, especially coming out of timeouts. You know, there were a couple of uh, uh, great plays, you know, or a couple of plays out of a timeout that happened in the first half, you know. But after halftime, I, I just I just didn't see it, you know. And the effort thing is, is, is worrisome, especially when you come out of halftime. But to start the fourth quarter, after what a couple of quick plays from White and, and, and Porzingis, the guys who were out, it was right back to what we saw. And all of a sudden, the Celtics were down by double digits again. I mean, this is the type of stuff that makes you wonder. Like in the course of a seven-game series, like, like, will this team show up again? This version of the Celtics, and if it does, man, that could really cost you a series. I, I just do think the margin of error is that thin uh, in, in the playoffs, and especially when the Celtics team is lax. And when are they lack most lax, John? When things are going well, you know, when uh, they gotta, uh, you know whether it's winning a handful of games heading into this one or just finding out that 
LeBron and Anthony Davis weren't going to play. Like, is that is that a mental thing, John? Because I can't help but think it must be. Like, oh, these guys are gonna can't shoot like this all night. Sure, the Lakers average like eleven point five three pointers a night this season, and they passed that by by halftime. You know, like. I don't want to chalk it up as like, oh, like you just made a bunch of threes, but it obviously put them in a in a great position. But the Celtics still were one run away. It felt like Lakers shooting what nineteen for thirty six from deep. You know, guys making plays like like Russell and you know, Hockey Mira finally found his offense in that second half. And look, the athleticism and the way they were cutting off the paint. You credit the Lakers for the defense for sure, but again, you you if you pinpoint just the way the Celtics executed in that fourth quarter, play by play. There's a lot of questions as to why they didn't try to utilize someone like Porzingis, man. Like this, I just feel like this was that game where, especially in that fourth quarter, where it's like, man, just give him the rock down low and just see what that gets you. Just two, three times in a row, just see what happens. Like I, I, I'm sitting there thinking Missoula's going to do that, but he never did. He never did in that fourth quarter. Yeah, um, never did. I, I don't know. You know, I'm not putting anything on Joe though. Nothing on him. No, no, not tonight. It's the so, dude. So you're okay guy. with that fourth quarter from the Celtics, though? Like yeah. just the way they played? Yeah, it's on them, man. It's, I'm not. I'm not doing the joke. Sometimes thing. I'm tired of this. All like, oh, let's just try to get the best look. And no, sometimes you have to get the guy. You, you have to set up the guy sometimes in the NBA, especially in the fourth quarter when you're down. And if it's Tatum, okay. If it's Porzingis in that fourth quarter, sure. But I, I just didn't see enough of it. You know, I saw. Saw more chucking. I didn't see. I saw less ball bobble. Yeah, I mean, look, I always get annoyed there when they get too happy with one thing. Um, but I think they lost this in a lot of different ways. I think the turnovers. That's oh yeah, not Joe. It's a lot of different. You know, ways the the threes. Not it was. Look, it wasn't. It's not the worst shooting night they've ever had. You know, it wasn't horrible. They just, you know, and again, you can put a ton of things into the Lakers hitting, they average 11 threes a night and they hit 19 tonight. That's not going to happen. So is this, are they, this could, if the Lakers aren't hot, it's an ugly win, right? Probably. It's an ugly win. Um, yeah, that's true. Where you're like, God, they played like ass, but they snuck it out. Thank God it's the Lakers and they couldn't hit, you know, they couldn't hit shit, but it's a loss. You ran into a hot shooting team and you played like ass offensively all night long and you didn't care and you didn't respect the basketball and you didn't respect your teammates. And that's what you get. And so Joe's Joe, Joe likes to say like, Oh, I like the adversity. I like when we don't play well and see how we come back. That's great. I don't know what he liked tonight. And I, I really want to know, like I, I Jalen's talking now. I really want to know, are they acknowledging this was a benching? Did he actually bench them? There's no way. Of course he did, but he's not going to say it, right? No. Let me see. No, he's not. He kind of did. Oh, Ahmed's going to put it in there. He kind of did say it. Okay, that is good. Yeah, um, I was going to say Ahmed. Ahmed has something, but I don't know exactly the specifics. But something right, good. Joe. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl Fifty Eight, but FanDuel also has bets which players will score a touchdown. How many points will be scored and so much more new customers join today and you get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit fanduel.com slash Boston to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash Boston. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL 21 plus in present 
in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Oh, God. Ahmed, this is a Bible. Is this worth it? It's a buck 40. <laughs> That's a Bible. <laughs> this is le- this is a lengthy soundbite. Are we doing this? Actually, it kind of reminds me of radio. Yeah, that's a that's a little that's a little long. That's chunky. Is it good? It's insane. Oh, he says it's insane. Oh God. Oh, if Amit says insane, that means shit. I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for weird Joe, but here we go. Ugh. Joe and Gary, the Joe and Gary show. Hit it. It's one thing to miss shots and not execute. It's one another thing not to play hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, get booed and guys yeah, not get I don't back mind getting booed. It's good I, for you. Guys, get not get back on defense. Yeah. Transition baskets after you guys make a basket. Like mm-hmm. that has to be a concern that the the lack of effort, as opposed to like missing shots, or just not executing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not concerned by it. I'm not happy about it, but I'm not concerned by it. I think it's unacceptable. Um, doesn't mean that like I'm concerned. Um, we'll work through it. You know, I think part of bad stretch of basketball is uh, physical just as much as mental, and I think those two things go hand in hand. You know, so I think it's unacceptable for those things to happen. Um, but if you take a look at the whole scope of our season, they happen very little. And so to look at everything with just this lens of like two games or a stretch or a week or whatever the case may be doesn't uh, do the justice of the process of what we do over a long period of time. So I'm, that's unacceptable. Make sure you know that. But at the same time, it's going to happen, and it's a matter of holding guys accountable and working through it. But it's something you probably, I mean, you had a meeting with them before the game. You probably told them, hey, guys, let's not let down since they're missing LeBron and AD, and it still happened. How frustrating is that? You know how many things I tell them that still happen? That's like coaching all the time. So the goal you is? You have kids? No, no kids. Oh, man, that's why you're yeah. asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> if you had kids, you wouldn't even ask that question. Yeah, but these are grown men. Yeah, but you're adult. I mean, you you married? Yes. Oh, come on! You listen to everything your wife tells you. Uh, I try to. And I get told <laughs> when I don't. I get told when I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> the uncomfortable laugh. That's a first. That's an uncomfortable laugh, John. <laughs> how are you digesting this? Because you have both, John. So how do you feel about this? It makes me. It makes I have me neither. Laugh. You have a. You have a wife and and children. John, what does this have to do with basketball? I'm sorry, but come on, man. Like, not to get, like, serious, but if I'm Gary, I'm like, can we talk about basketball, Joe? But if he says that, then Gary's the asshole, right? Right? Oh, all right, how, how about this? How about this, Celtics fans? If Gary asked that question to Joe, would you guys be like, oh, that's funny? You wouldn't, right? You would be like, why is this reporter asking him about his personal life, right? Come on, man. Where's the line? Like, where's the line said, with this? I've said, Josue, I've done this job my whole life. Oh, Toscano's in here. There he is. Yeah, I agree, Jimmy. No, Jimmy's not going to sleep tonight. Hop on, man. Like, Hop on if you want to at the end of this. I've done something like this my whole life, right? Um, yeah, this like, is a great perspective for you, man. I want to hear no, what you I'm think. No, I'm just saying this. this content in X, Y, and Z. You know, 
Well, yeah, yeah like I, seeing a coach up there, right, the back and forth. No, like but I mean, it. in this world, I've lived in this universe. I, if I had one job I could, I could do better than what I've done my whole life by far, it would be hired to stop professional teams, athletes, coaches, general managers from doing stuff like this. I can tell you what it's going to play like, what it's going to sound like, how it's going to be covered, what everyone's going to say about it. I will... I, these teams need me to stop Joe from having press conferences like this. Okay. It is just anyway, it has nothing to do with basketball. You get a talking to doesn't matter at all. It is just, if if you had to guess though, if you're Joe Mazzula, do you get a talking to? Yes, Ben, we know it's not a big deal unless it's a bit, unless they think he's a weirdo and then it's a big, it's It's weird. weird. Can we, can we agree? It's weird. It's just weird. Just yes, needs, that part. That part. He is insecure, man. Just stop sensitive, it. insecure, and also like, it's deflecting and it's no account of it. Just, just please, Joe. We ask the questions, all right? It's like, so especially weird. like basketball-related questions. I, I'm never gonna ask you about your wife. I'm never gonna ask you about your kids. Like, stop deflecting, man. Like, oh man, if I'm Gary, I would have yeah. been like, why are you asking me that? Why are you deflecting? Like this it was stop making this about me. It's like we're talking about you and I think this is team. too far. I don't think it's too far. I just think someone's gonna tap him on the shoulder and be like, Joe, just do what was that? Like, yeah, Joe, what was that? Oh, you're so good. Like, you're such a smart like you can talk basketball all day. You're like it's your whole life is dedicated to it. Just do the basketball stuff. Just leave it, you know. He would never admit it, but if I'm also Gary, I'm like, Are you uncomfortable? Oh no, you're not. Then why would you ever ask me a question like that? But again, if Gary says that, then oh, he's in his feelings. Oh, he's yeah, what triggered. If, what if what if Washburn was like widowed or like a child? Like, what if something bad happened? Yeah, right. Question? Yeah, I just said bye to her Weird. last week. You know, like you have no idea what this guy's going through. Like, what if he lost a child or or a spouse? This this whole thing he just is just basically. And he weird. said the players don't listen to me. And then he changed the subject. You're deflecting. <laughs> Like so and the weird. way he dismissed it too, John. Like, oh, <laughs> you think these guys listen to me? Like, it was almost as if like he's <laughs> like he's batting th- like three hundred, you know, with these guys. It's like, wait, what? Like, oh my you mean God. like so the majority of the time they don't listen to you? So I'll ask the question. No, great, 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 um, um, great retort by by Gary though. Like, oh, so but these are grown men. Grown men. <laughs> Why are you bringing up children? Oh, so, <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to read Gary's call. Listen. It's like he just said so much in that little back and forth that I don't even think he realizes, like, in, in terms of, like, getting this team to do what he wants. Like, this is the way I'm I'm dissecting what I just saw. Like, this is the most boring com- – this is the most boring commenter we have. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, Ben. Okay, Ben. Cool. Uh, I don't like it. Media is the bad, bad guy. Okay. Yeah, we're the bad ones. Anyway, it's it's weird. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. But it's I'm still stupid. not blaming Joe for them playing this way. I just think that's weird. I'm still putting it on the players. I, you know, I just I always wait for the first like weird Joe because it just gives me fuel to like continue on with the rest of the show. Um, you know, so we're not spinning our wheels saying the same shit. They came out. They played like ass. Um, you know, and that's it. I lost you for a second. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, man. People coming in here give me that look. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I saw. 
I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where I, I just feel like he's showing more and more that how uncomfortable he is with this right now. And I'm not saying that like this makes Joe Mazzulla a bad coach or um, he, he's not the man for the job, but he's he's like going through some stuff right now. I feel like in terms of like uh, not knowing how to answer these tough questions or how to explain what happened tonight. It I seems thought he like. got better. And again, it's a minor thing, but I thought he got better in in the preseason. He seemed a little better. You know, I know he talked to the guys at different points of time during the year, and he definitely, like, kind of came off this a tad. It's so weird to be this way when the team is so successful right now. There's not that much to complain about, right? Just where you're talking to other people? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I was. But, <laughs> no, I mean, it just shows that, like, it's hard for him to get them to do, I guess, nowhere near everything he wants done because he makes this – he just compared it to uh, your children not listening to you for some reason. And I don't think that's a great comparison when you're talking about, as Gary put it, grown men, you know, <laughs> who are, uh, who, who, who aren't only grown men, but they've been in this league for a handful of years. And I don't know, man, I just think the whole back and forth is, is, is different. I mean, to, to like, and then he, and then he switches to, Oh, are you married? Oh, do you yeah, have kids? It's, like, it's weird. What is, what I, does that I have think to like, do with anything? I think, I think Joe just needs a press conference film session, you know? Um, I think just Joe needs a hug and just talk with somebody. Like, Positive. a therapist, what, what, what man. What were you trying to do there? You know, what were you trying to do there? <laughs> Seriously. I think the guy needs a therapist, man. What I'm what not were you even trying kidding. to accomplish. Anyway, um, back to the game itself. And again, you know, on the panic meter uh thing, what where are you? After this? Ooh. Yeah, after this game. How much does it bother you? Because J- Jimmy gave me shit, and rightfully so, because I wasn't as bothered because I am like I understand the swings, and I do understand that. This happens to good teams all the time. I think the problem with this team is it's these things that have doomed them before showing up when it matter, not showing up when it matters and not rising to a, to, to the occasion in extremely big moments in an inexplicable way. And you don't understand it. So when you see it, like I said, it's just a weird PTSD of watching these guys and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know? And that's what that's what triggers me, and that's why I got a little triggered by this one because the effort it was the effort was so bad. No, I mean probably at like a five or six, and I know it's not really high because, like, to Joe's point, right? You can't put the entire season on what we saw tonight and what we've seen before, right? Where the guys just don't show up in the second half, and the team takes advantage even if they're shorthanded. But it worries me in the sense of what it's going to look like in the postseason or what it's going to look like even before the postseason, that important three-week stretch where a lot of teams, let's face it, pick up their stride and carry that momentum through. Look what happened with the Miami Heat last year. I mean, shit, people weren't even talking about the Heat getting to anywhere near the finals. They got in as a play-in, you know, they uh, locked in the playoff spot and went, rode that momentum all the way to the NBA finals. And you could say similar to what happened the year before that with the Golden State Warriors. Like, I just think all that stuff is super important. So, I mean, not to say, you know, what Bobby, what Bobby and I talked about the other night when he asked me if, he, if these guys are bored. I don't think this is boredom, though. I really don't. I mean, it's a, a lack of, I don't know, like, oh, man, no no Davis, no no LeBron. Maybe a little bit of that. You kind of let your hair down a little bit. But the 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 way these guys execute in the second half, and especially when you look at the way Joe Mazzulla has talked about finishing quarters strong and all that, you, you're not seeing that right now. And you wonder how much of that disconnect is between the coach and, and his players. I mean, he just compared them to kids, but I don't know. We have to see how they bounce back. Again, it's a small sample size, but it's worth talking about, obviously, and it's worth 
it's enough for me to put my meter at a five five 5.5, I'd say. <laughs> Anywhere between a five or six. 5.5. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, we are going to get another uh, Joe uh, soundbite. Whether or not you can read into this, whether or not the Jalen thing was a benching. Um, Joe Sways again. Yeah, what's up, people? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, dog? I got you, man. Listen, play the clip. <laughs> you got to play the clip. Who, me? I thought you were going to. I don't have it yet. Oh, my yeah. fault. I thought you were queuing it up. It's exporting. I don't queue. This isn't like a, I don't have a tape machine back here. I don't queue things up. <laughs> I'm, thinking press, of, I'm thinking in radio terms, I guess. I just press it. No, it's ex, <laughs> it's exporting. Those are, that's, that's, that's the, that's the term we're using here. Um, I don't think, I don't, I disagree with this. I think Celtics are going to still be the one seed. I guess when we talk well, they about had, this, they, they built this, this lead, which is, I think is significant too. That five point, I mean, they haven't been this high in the in first place since 2008. So you take that for what it's worth. Also worth mentioning the toughest stretch of the season. I mean, it's kind of in the rear view right now, right? If you look ahead here, a lot of home games too it's as well. It's easier, yeah. Yeah. So that helps. Because uh, they didn't drive the basketball, guys. That's why. I brought that up at the beginning, man. They barely got to the free throw line. Tatum got there for the first time with three minutes left in the fourth. They went, what, seven times? Seven for seven? Shot like, they shot like 53s. I mean. Lakers took 26 free throws, John. Yeah, they made 19 of Okay, so there you go. There you go. It's not like they're getting hammered. It's just, you know. Yeah, but anywhere anywhere near 50 attempts, three-point attempts, used to used to surprise you. But now yeah, it's just, I mean, do we really think the refs were favoring the LeBron-less Lakers at the Garden? Like, what's the what's the rationale behind that? I'll bring no, Lakers, Lakers are playing good defense, man. No, they're they playing played well. Defense. Yeah, friggin' Vanderbilt. Yeah, he set a tone early. He he he, he was he was uh, feisty. Yeah, uh, bringing in Bobby Manning. Bobby, tell us things. Oh wait, first I'm going to talk about this. Is Jalen Brown? We do want to talk about this uh, briefly. Brown um, was benched uh, essentially. Um, Josue, we still see your lips moving. We still see him. Yeah, yeah. It's. Just because you're muted, like it's clear that you're talking to someone else. Anyway, uh, this is J- Jalen Brown on uh, on whether or not, kind of what happened. He got benched. He got benched three minutes into the third uh, when they were playing like ass. Joe pulled you and a couple of other guys, and you sat for the rest of the quarter. Um, it doesn't happen to you very often. What are you kind of like stewing in that moment? Are you accept that as like, you know, you weren't playing well and you had to like just accept it? How how, did, how does that work? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been in that position too often. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. You know, we weren't playing my, our best. I wasn't playing my best. So nothing I could really say there. Um, you know, every time I step out on the court, I try to add the win. And tonight, you know, uh, I try to make sure I was being unselfish, getting the guys, but hitting our guys in stride and sharing the ball, you know, and stuff. But it was a little lax today. It wasn't my best game. But, you know, I put it behind me. I'll be ready for the next one. There's some ownership. Do you think he was bothered by it, Bobby? Yeah, I'm sure. No, nothing. Uh, like bothered, like I can't believe you embarrassed me like that on national. Yeah, television, no, not Joe, to that. Not to that level. That's not great. That's not a great look, right? Yeah, I don't think it got to that level. Uh, of course, he mostly dodged the question there in terms of his feelings about it. Uh, but Chris Porzingis talked about the same thing in the locker room and said, yeah, you don't like getting benched, but 
we had to try something different because what we were doing wasn't working. Uh, so I do think, you know, just seeing guys in the locker room, seeing the demeanor of guys that this one didn't rock them, rock their confidence in the coach. In fact, I asked Chris Stapps, you know, what Joe's message was and, you know, did he agree with it? And, you know, he did say that, you know, they all – generally felt like they can learn something from this and uh, that, you know, in games where you win, which, you know, I think is relevant for the Pacers and Pelicans game that preceded this, you might get away with certain things uh, and forget about mistakes you made that are going to stick with you after a loss. And, you know, this does end a long stretch of games here. They're going to get two practices in over the next week here. So I do think you're more in tightening up mode here rather than concern mode or panic mode or anything, especially I looked at some of the stats that were concerning out of this game. And honestly, whether it's turnovers, whether it's free throws, different things, I know you guys probably kicked around at the start. They really didn't struggle in those areas in January. So I don't come away from this one panicking, but you do raise your eyebrow and say, all right, how long is this going to linger here? Do a few of these pop up? Um, there were a few games in Mar in January, the Pacers won, the Rockets won on the road, but you turned it over a ton and still won in spite of that. So this is where it really killed well, what them. What it's worth, it was only three second-half turnovers, right? Yeah, but the nine in the opening frame. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was like, it was, it was, it was like, you know, Keystone, it was just like, just like a blooper reel. It was, it was so, every listen, other possession. I, I think, you know, I got enough of a feel that Joe's approach to this game seemed to go over well with the players. I don't think there was anybody turning their head at him or what he did in this one or even what he said after the game, which, of course, you know, in Joe's fashion was trying to turn down the heat and not cause any panic over this one. Uh, but the bigger question, I think, is does that work? Does that resonate? Does it turn into a positive out of this? Because as we've talked about, John, that Joe's approach is almost the polar opposite of Emay's in terms of, listen, we're going to be fine. I know you guys are freaking out. It's one night. This stuff happens. In fact, he walked into the interview room and was like, that's the NBA, right? And it was it was an interesting press conference, really. It, it, it was almost like he was trying to swing it toward jokes. I asked him like what the turnovers stem from. And he was like, Oh, you saw those, right? Those were something. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, what caused them? And he was like, <sighs> like he, he didn't even answer the question. Um, I, I just, I wonder how it goes over, you know, how it flows into this next string of games here. I know they're running into some really easy opponents this next week here. So if you lose any of these games against the Grizzlies and Hawks and Wizards, that's where you're going to be like, all right, what's going on here? But this did feel like an anomaly. And Chris Stapp said, too, when LeBron, when Davis, and those guys are ruled out, you know, he was talking to Holiday and, you know, oh, here we go. Like, this is going to be a tough one because that's just how it goes sometimes. So this was a rough one to watch. It was puzzling at times what they were doing out there because this isn't who they've been all year and so if you want to call that an anomaly i guess i'll give it to them for now but i feel like in recent weeks john i gotta pull up the games here there's been a few of these so you start to look at them and say all right what's going on here but for now it doesn't seem like it's a trend of anything do you feel differently like about this particular game or this stretch uh, yeah i mean you go back to the Bucks game. This one does interesting. Like I said, I kind of said it last time. Jimmy gave me some heat. Like I'm not concerned. And 
it's kind of a roundabout stance. I'm not concerned for each individual game uh, because I've kind of fast forwarded to the future and decided that we'll judge them then. You know what I mean? Is like nobody gives a every good team has missteps along the way. So it's not necessarily representative of how they'll be. The problem is it's games like this and efforts like this and nights like these that have burned them and critical moments in the playoffs in years past. And you always worry, like if it's just, if it's just embedded in the DNA of your stars and I'll maintain this from three years ago to beginning of this year to now, the additions are great. It's Tatum and Brown that are going to, that are going to win or lose this for you and how they come out and how they play and whether they're serious all the time and whether they're focused on what they're supposed to be doing, whether they cut down on the mental lapses, don't freestyle it, don't force it, make the right reads, be patient, let the game come to them, play defense, do the little things, rebound, hit the deck, play tough, be leaders. If they do those things, they've got a great, great chance. But if they shrink in that moment, they're dead. Like, they're dead. And so when you see, you know, tonight Brown walking around or the nights that Tatum clearly is disinterested and just chucking threes, those kill you. I hate seeing it because it's a reminder of what you've seen and what you don't want to see. But in a vacuum, one game like this, I agree with the – chatters and the fans who say it happens all the time in the NBA. Don't be so myopic here. Like it's not like just the Celtics. I get it. I get it. It happens. But with these guys, it always worries you some because of their past and because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a championship or bust season. Yeah. And that's what you look at and say, what the hell? There's a level of focus and consistency. They, should be demanding of themselves in this moment. And to their credit, I'm sure they showed it on TV, John. Tatum got pretty fiery there in the third, both on the bench and on the floor, to try to <laughs> rally them in this one. And this, I think, did mostly come down to Jalen's lackadaisical play, as he said in the quote there, and Kristaps uh, just being completely off in this one, which is obviously abnormal for him in the year he's had. A lot of settling. The transition defense, that's been a little bit of a consistent theme in their recent let-ups here is their failure to get back and set themselves and not fall in the matchups and not get out of rotation into those quick entries into the half court. I mean, the Lakers flew into the zone in this one and just had the Celtics all crossed up. And that what's, that's what leads to 15 offensive rebounds too. I want to call a quick timeout and, and talk about this play. I don't know if this is how Fuzzy intended it. I don't know if he's saying like... they've No, I know what he's saying. They've gotten away with it. So, so I would agree there. That's a concern. So we've lauded them for playing like ass and finding ways to win and not caving in and not losing these games, which is cool in the regular season because you have so many of those last year, like, you know, the OKC game or the Knicks or whatever, and you're like, oh, my God, this is end of the world sort of stuff. The sky is falling watching them play that way. And they've won a bunch of games playing poorly this year. Um, and that's a bad thing because in the playoffs you won't do that. Um, you're not, there's too many good teams. You could be facing a really, really good team in the first round. So it's really, you know, and more realistically, by the time you get to the second round, you're, you're facing a team that if you don't take seriously, they will absolutely beat you. Um, and talent alone won't win it. And so that, that's a, a, a reasonable point here to not be thrilled when they can, when they can, you know, mess around and still get the, and still win the game. And it would say to reason the roster is much better this year. You'll get away with more of those games based on your talent alone. 
we, we said it all year. You can have two guys play, you know, walking around, chucking shots, missing it, and then the, everyone else will correct it for them, right? They, the the other talented guys will kind of pull them out of the mire, and you can survive. You, you've survived games this year with bad Brown and Tatum nights as, at the same time. That's something you could have never done before. And really, if you had one of the two completely off, you had a chance of winning. You can get away with it now because of the talent. Yeah, you're, it's a, you're right. Yeah, and when you look at the recent games, the Pelicans-Pacers game, you squandered big leads in those ones. The Clippers game, obviously, was a big sore mark uh, against a really good team, but still, uh, the Heat game, historic shooting kind of uh, drove you in that one, and you were still going to win the game either way, but uh, you go back to the Road Rockets game, which wasn't great, and Dallas game had its lapses, the late game execution against Denver, so you're on a little <laughs> bit of a extended run here going back to mid-January of some games that you didn't come away from feeling great uh, out of and you know could even go back to that Milwaukee game if you really wanted to bring it back to that point so uh, there's some concerns here John and the things we've talked about all year they can't get to the free throw line you know it's a real struggle for them and yeah. Joe really didn't have an answer for what you know I, I, he, he said it to me before too you can't force the other team to follow you um but there was a huge differential in this game uh, based on the Lakers' aggressiveness versus the Celtics' aggressiveness, and they were very passive at times in terms of where they you know, put themselves on the floor. They really didn't get Porzingis mismatches until very late in the fourth quarter. That's where they've generated most of their free throws from this year. Um, so that's a concern I have. Transition defense, it's building. Defensive rebounding, they've had some difficult nights in that area uh, recently too. You know, We can get into some other stuff too. Uh, but those are the ones that really stand out to me. Turnovers, I feel like they've had timely ones, but I did look, John, and that's one of those things. They were first in terms of fewest turnovers last month. So I guess you can scratch that one off as abnormal, and someone but they have had a, timely ones. Someone sent me a cool stat um, that Brown, I think, has seven um, zero turnover games this year. I think mm -hmm. he, How many do you think he had all of last year? Uh, fewer than that five so he already has more zero turnover games so again it's and he had one that big, new orleans game seven zero it's I not think. as big a problem as it is so it, it in fact magnifies it when you see them doing it because it's just it's just not caring you know it was just sloppy 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 um yeah yeah and that does happen this time of year it, you're getting into the all-star break. You're trying to just survive and uh, get through that 15, I think 16 now games and uh, however 20 something games here. So it's been an extended stretch of play. Uh, they're just getting into this home stand here. That's going to keep them here for a little bit. So I don't think this is a panic game, but it is the first time with no excuses. Really? You look and say, what the hell was that? like we did often last regular season. And those concerns from those games last year, and there were many, many more uh, than this year, those drove, despite a similar reaction from this team, from this coach, our doubts about them going into the playoffs, and they reared their head uh, among you know their reliance on the three last yeah. year specifically, their defensive issues, which we really hit on throughout last regular season, different issues than some of the things we're talking about here with this team. But things that did play a factor in those playoff disappointments they had. Yep. Let me ask you this. I'm not doing blame pie tonight, but I will do concern cake. I wish I had a graphic for it. 
what what <laughs> aspect of what aspect of tonight's game are you most concerned with? Uh, a lot of people in here putting it on Joe. A lot of people here putting it on Brown. Some people putting it on Brown and Tatum. Um, what thing concerns you most that you see tonight and in the snapshot, you know, the, the games where, you know, we haven't loved the, the inconsistent effort games, but especially, you know, kind of, you know, highlighted by, you know, everything being asked tonight. I think the number one thing isn't on the court. It, it's their demeanor in terms of not being more upset about this, or at least, um, reactionary to it in a sense of this was bad this is unacceptable and joe did use those words but you just didn't get that vibe uh from any of these guys i know we'll probably hear from joe sway on jason's approach but i do already see him saying just move on and again that was something we heard from him in the playoffs last year that was something we heard from him throughout last year and i know chris Stapps got asked too like do you have to sit on this for a little bit and just kind of feel it and assess it and i just don't think that's how this team approaches these and you know maybe they'll get into it on a deeper level given some of the off days they have coming up and the practice opportunities but they should be a little more angry about this one especially jason who did seem to be demonstrably upset on the court with how things were going and uh trying to get the team going and all that so that's number one number two as i mentioned you really in a need in a game like this need to be able to get free throw line to slow things down to build some composure um, to balance the math that's going against you and obviously this was an abnormal shooting game from the lakers by a long <laughs> stretch um, but yeah that's one i keep looking at and then is the defense just slipping that much john to where you're having these mistakes to where you're not looking dominant to where you can't ramp that up in a game like this where things are going against you the way they were offensively you know maybe you were mad about some calls maybe shots didn't go in at certain points where they finish from three in this one 33 so it, it wasn't, wasn't a horrible. great night from three it's not um, it's not uh, the clippers you know um yeah but it was it wasn't great yeah but you couldn't lean into that defense to really get close when you needed to i mean they were within 10 pretty much the whole second half john they well, that's were right the there in striking distance they needed one run you win this game. The lazy man's way back into the game is keep chucking and hope that they fall. Right. The, the way you yeah. grind these out is you just, you just suffocate them on defense. Right. Um, and again, granted Reeves hit some tough shots and the Lakers shot an ungodly number from three. They average 11 a game. They hit 19 tonight. So that's an anomaly. You don't expect those, but even on a decent shooting night, they make 14, 15 of those. Um, so it, it, it happens, but, um, you know, I, I still can't decide whether it's a good thing that they brush this stuff off or it's not. That's where I kind of get stuck. Cause yeah, I don't want to see them, you know, do we need to see them throwing chairs and screaming and yelling and this and that? I don't know. I think fans like it. I think fans want to know that they're pissed. Um, but I also, I've said this a million times before in post game commentary <laughs> and stuff like that, like, do you want to see a guy, you want to see Jalen going and spazzing out on the bench and yelling at people? Do you want to see in a post game them just flipping out? I don't think they want to give that to the media and like, okay, here I am, put on a show, look how mad I am. They just, they're like, I don't want to talk to you about this. I'm pissed But is that there? Is that there with anyone in that room? Like, does anyone, of course, we only get to talk to, you know, certain people after these games. Like, did Drew come out of this one feeling like, what the hell was this, guys? And, you know, was there 
sentiment lower down the roster of like, what the hell are we doing? And of course, as you say, John, it has to start at the top. And you do hear from Jalen and Jason tonight. I'm sure Jalen was, uh, you know, not happy with how this one went. And a lot of it did fall on himself. He took the accountability for that. Um, but Jason's the one, right? He's the one who you want to see this bother because it's going to flow from him. Forget Joe. Like, I, I think Joe, you know, is trying to protect these guys and not Agreed. call them out. Maybe maybe he's doing things internally that we don't know about, he but he doesn't want to be the one He who, thinks everything is a poke at him too, you know? Like, and he doesn't want – Yeah. There's some sensitivity in a lot of it trying to protect the players and not overreact to things. So, so, he's so forget – on the grenade, yeah. For, forget Joe because he's not. I don't know who would you say is the leader of this team, John. It's not. I don't think it's Joe. And I publicly, I think he's trying to put it on himself a lot of the times. I think he's taking a lot of the attention. I think he's uh, directing a lot of the conversation. But when it comes to what's actually going on in the room, as we saw on the sideline tonight, it starts and ends with Jason, and really Jason and Jalen as a tandem. Like it's gonna all flow down from them, and Chris Stapps might have his thoughts, and Drew, I'm sure, has his thoughts about things, but they're gonna defer to ha those guys uh, because it's their team. So, listen, I know I get frustrated with Joe too, and I know the chat does, and it's always gonna be fire him after games like these. But when are Jalen and Jason gonna be the ones who grab this and really roll, run with it in, in, in nights like these, especially come playoff time? Forget this game. Like we all know, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme. But we're, the only thing we're worried about, John, and what we're trying to figure out here is do these things pop up in the playoffs? Because we sat here last year and said, ah, oh, forget it, Pacers. Oh, the Thunder game. Of course they slept walk through that. It's the Thunder and this and that. We didn't care about those games last year, but they mattered in the end because they didn't build up the habits and the consistency that you needed to show off in the playoffs. And we get to the playoffs and you've said this, John, like they, they got into the NBA finals two years ago and it was like, Oh, we didn't have it tonight. And then you got into the playoffs last year and it was like, Oh, whatever, you know, we're up two Oh, it was bad game on to this one. You can't do that in the playoffs. Those things don't fly there. So the fact that you let them sign the regular <laughs> season, does it build a bad habit? Does it build a bad message internally that you can just brush these off and be fine with them? Yep. Like, don't you don't know. have to be throwing chairs, Johnny. You just have to kind of acknowledge, like, this is unacceptable. And again, Joe used that word, but is that really kind of what's you, being stressed in the room? Yeah, that's the thing. I guess unacceptable, it's like, I, I'll, I'll go back to what Joe, Joe's press conference. I do have kids, okay? And I understand how kids react to things. Here we go. I, that's the analogy we're waiting for. No, I, all I'm saying is I do No, I want to hear it. No, when I tell my kids don't do something and they say, I'm sorry. And then they do it again. That bothers me. You know, like that's the thing that pisses me off the most is did you really mean it? Were you sorry? Or just, you just, you're mad that it happened. And when they keep repeating it, it's like, don't say that to me. Like, I don't like the, bro you, when somebody says it's unacceptable, then you want them to not do that again. You know? And so they've done it too many times to fans. And I think that's where people get tired of it is, yeah, we just can't play like that. Great. I mean, Bobby, you, you remember, I mean, two years ago in the finals, in the finals, there's, there's delivering prep. We just didn't come out with the right energy tonight. The finals, and how in the world the do you get to the then. finals and you've got your two best players saying, we just, we just didn't really have it tonight. Oh my 
God, you know? Yeah, and Joe, and Joe wasn't the coach back then. And Joe wasn't the coach. So this is what I always said is like, did it with Brad, did it with Ime, you know? Like, that's the stuff is like, and that's why I want to fast forward to the playoffs. The Jays have it or they don't. That's it. Like, they're either going to be the guys who lead you or they're going to be the reason you lose. That's it. It's not Joe. It's not oh, well, Holiday ended up not being as good as I thought. It's those guys. <laughs> the bench. The Why didn't they add a guy on the bench? It's those <laughs> guys. It's always been those guys. So it's on them. It's on them. I will say one thing, and I'm just going to – It was this Luke. Is, this is obvious, and it goes without saying. Anybody in the chat says something culturally, racially insensitive, misogynistic. If you go at each other in an insulting way or you insult somebody on the program – at, at at best, you're getting put in timeout, and at worst, you're going to get blocked and removed from the show and the chat completely. So please, come on, be respectful of one another and don't say dumb shit. Um, anyway, back to this. It's the Jays. It's always been the Jays. Uh, and that's that's what it's going to come down to. And let's on Jalen because we, we talked about it earlier, John, the all-star nod, the column from Lowe, you know, the assessment of the analytics and all that. It's fitting almost that he had the game he had tonight because – We've we've gone at it over him here, and he needs to be better than this for things to go the way you want it to this year. And the worry with him that I think so many people have, and you included, he can sometimes put too much on his own shoulders, and when he tries to do too much, it can really derail the offense. And it hasn't happened in a while, uh, but tonight was an example of that. It, I thought he just led far too many possessions in this one. Um, and that's what it came down to, especially given the night he had here. And so we know Joe puts it on these guys to organize themselves and structure this offense, and he'll throw in a play here or there. Um, but I thought the ball needed to be Tatum's hands more often. I thought the ball needed to be in White's hands too often, and we've said that throughout this year. And Grant keeps stressing, you know, I can be this playmaker, and he's done it. He's shown it. He had some good moments even in this one. Uh, but, man, bad decisions just overtook this game. What stood out most to you, John? <laughs> what stood out most to me is the seven assists because I don't remember any of them. <laughs> we know it's also amazing to me. Um, the Celtics finished with 29 assists tonight. Yeah. It's not always an indicator, right? Right? It, it, how is that possible? It looked like they weren't moving the I ball mean, some of all. the worst teams – some of the worst teams in the league are among the league leaders in assists. So, you know, we like that number. You like when it's higher, but it's not always going to say you did great things offensively. No, it's not. You Look, know, it's, the Jalen stuff we talked about, um, you know, earlier was the, you know, the all-star related stuff. I, I don't think it's necessarily need to get into it, but it really is. It comes down to like, you know, who is the guy, you know, uh, you know, who is he, you know, what is he? And what does he need to be? And we always said the best version of Jalen Brown is the guy who does less, right? Um, and it's meaning allowing the game to come to him and being able to do the things that he excels at, of which there are many, particularly, you know, you know, getting to the basket, you know, strong, muscling people, getting into that mid-range, getting out in transition, terrific stuff, and making the reads easier for him. Um, and so, you know, just to read a comment from it, because it was interesting, from Zach Lowe, talking about his All-Stars, he puts Jalen Brown in because he's eligible for, uh, you know, front court and back court. And he writes, okay, time for the Jalen Brown conversation, period. He's a tad overrated. 
He's averaging 22.6 points, down from 26.6 last year. Advanced numbers frown upon him, likely due to his unreliable decision-making. He's averaging 3.7 assists and 2.4 turnovers. Those advanced numbers paint him as a mediocre and sometimes inattentive defender. And that's always been the kind of knock on Brown is like at his best, he does things at such an elite level that, you know, you can get people thinking like maybe he's the guy, right? Maybe he's better than Tatum because he can be an unstoppable force and he can get hot and he can carry you for entire quarters and win games for you. And when he locks in on defense, um, he, uh, he, he can be an impact defender. It's just not enough, right? And what they did this year is they opened things up. They made it simpler. They're getting the ball in situations where he can see the court a little bit better, make right reads. He's much better about not being indecisive this year. The turnovers are down a tad. Um, I mean, he's, he's being better about not forcing the issue this year, uh, and he's making more of the right reads. So there's certainly some improvement there. But now the scoring is down, and there's a question of whether or not it's all-star worthy, especially when you've got Porzingis and White playing the way they've been playing and, you know, possibly a more, you know, complete game. So it's an interesting debate on it. And then he comes out tonight and throws a stinker, but you had two nat prominent national writers come out between Zach Lowe and then John Hollinger. Hollinger left him off completely and he put Porzingis and white on his all-star teams. And he said, yeah, and Hollinger the reward a- for the winning for, for, the reward for winning crowd is going to push hard from Jesus Hollinger, hard from Jalen Brown or Julius Randle, uh, or maybe Jared Allen. None of those guys have been good enough this season. Uh, each has seen his play drop off a bit, and they were already pretty fringy all-stars. So that's not a lot of national respect for this guy, and it's something that he's fought from within. I know everyone in the chat's going to say, the Boston guys are going to drive him out of town, but nationally, this is kind of a viewpoint of Jalen Brown. He's, you know, of, of who he is. So that, that was the debate that we were having earlier today, or at least throwing that stuff around. Yeah, and he came under a greater microscope after the East Finals uh, performance. Bad East Finals, but he's an All NBA guy, and he's a three hundred million dollar contract guy. So the expectations obviously going to change. Yeah, Um, yeah, all those things for sure. And that was always going to be the difficulty for him. And I think he's talked about this a little bit too. Do you have to go out and play like you're earning that deal, that money? Uh, Certainly, the expectations are high too on the team here. So are you, you know, forcing too much to? carry the team at times and i think that's a balance he always walks of all right we really need to break this defense open right now we're down in this game by double digits here so i'm gonna go make a play and i think that's one of the things that makes him great at times that makes him frustrating at times he can get that laser vision you know there's moments even tonight's game where you see him just kind of freeze up he was in that double team and on the baseline for it felt like the entire possession uh, as the lakers were trapping him and then finally joe called the timeout from the sideline uh, there's just some moments out there where things seem to move a little too fast for him or he's not able to slow things down which i felt like it was the biggest thing they needed in this game was to just slow things down and execute joe called this an effort game to a large degree they didn't play hard they just sucked but I felt like for a lot of this game, they just really struggled to execute defensively, certainly being in the right positions, getting themselves set, which is an effort thing uh, in itself, but also offensively getting into the you know spacing and actions let's, that they wanted to there. And too often he was just driving downhill trying to make something happen. Yeah. Let's hear from Joe Sway quick. Were you in on Tatum? Yeah. Um, you know what? I like his analogy way better than Joe Mazzullo's, which was just a bad week at work. And you look at the, 
the numbers, I mean, yeah, they haven't been playing their usual selves, but the turnovers are down. You know, there's, there's a lot of positives to look at. So I, I, I can see why uh, Jason Tatum's looking at it big picture wise. And um, yeah, he just kept it pretty, kept it positive. Um, can't wait to turn things around next time around, all that kind of stuff. It's not that John looks. Question. Would you prefer it? Anybody, chat too, I'm curious. Would you prefer it if Tatum came out and like lost his mind and said, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at myself and up and down that bench and some of our, some of our guys were supposed to be leaders and we didn't do it tonight. What if he called people out? What if he threw some bombs? I wouldn't like it to be honest, because they would show that they're, they're very unstable mentally, that this loss really got to him. <laughs> Whereas if you're in you the game though, mentally, yes, no, no. I mean, no, if, if that was in yes, game, though, during no. a timeout, yes, I would love that. In game, he does that? Yeah. But, you know, pouting up at the podium uh, doesn't have the same effect, if you ask me. Okay. Uh, in game, I would love saying. that. I would love that. And a timeout, getting in people's faces, Tatum, oh, I would love that. You know what? Tonight was, like, something I haven't seen in a while from Tatum when he got that loose ball. Right, Bobby? I mean, just screaming at the top of his leg. He almost looked like Paul Pierce in Game 7 when he grabbed it from LeBron, man. Like, he lost it. And I was hoping that would carry over, you know, for the I team. thought it would. I thought it Didn't would you for the think team. think that happened, though. John, that they were, they were going to go it, on that run it after never, that? It never it. did, man. It never did. And, you know, yeah. it, it – uh, Because that was that, was that like – sorry about it, real quick. That was that classic, like, the referee called it a jump ball, but he's like, no, I'm keeping this. You're not going to get this ball for me. And he tried, and Tatum's like, no, he never let go. So I, I, I just love that, obviously, his reaction. Well, that's there in this one, right? And the benchings are there, John, which isn't something Joe does often. So you did have those two attempts at the top to instill some accountability there, at least send a message. I mean, I, I don't know if you talked about Joe Sway, him, you know, getting into the guys on the bench there, but that's not common from Tatum either. So the fact that they attempted that, yeah, even if true. it didn't work in this one, I think is a real step. Uh, and Listen, if the, as we've always said, if the accountability is happening internally, that's fine. Even Let if they don't this. want to bring it public, but we liked when Ime did that year. At least I did. You know, you well, had Ime, that. No, you may call them out flat out. I'm changing the question. That's a question. No, well, that was a question I was going to ask you guys. <laughs> do you want to see Missoula do that? Because obviously it worked. I that thought season. he might tonight, and uh, you know maybe I was stupid for feeling that way because he just doesn't do it. I but I feel like too. tonight was that bad, and that you know he benched three guys. At the beginning of the third, there, I thought it was coming. Like, listen, guys, I thought I've so tried too. to, I right. try to let him off the hook, but tonight was awful. Let like, me change and, the question: know. What if, what if Tatum said, not calling people out? What if he said, "We are never winning a championship if we don't break habits like these." What if he said I would something love like, that. "What if he said I something that, that? That's what because, we're waiting for." Yeah, I would love that because that. that's what I mean. Is like I think it just I've been trying to figure out where you want to see it because we said this about Brad and he's like, "Oh, you know, he just never got to the point where you felt like he sensed urgency over the what we were seeing, and that's kind of what you wanted." It wasn't like the throw the chair moment or the the ranting press conference. I think I phrased it incorrectly the first time. It's the the acknowledgement that this problem. It could be a big problem if we don't fix it, as opposed to now nah, we're fine, you know? So it's not that you want like your pound of flesh to have them necessarily, and you kind of do, you want them to mirror what you're feeling sometimes because it makes you feel better. But also you want to, you want them to acknowledge that like it needs fixing and not that it's okay. Uh, and maybe that's kind of what you're more looking for is that. 
um, is that kind of vibe of like, yeah, this could be bad. We cannot have games like this. Instead of we'll be fine. We just it's had very an off passive, night. John. I don't it like happens. the off night stuff because oh, the off night is, stuff- an ex- is excusing it. They do these things. You know, there's a team that goes out there and plays, and then they'll come out of these games talking like, oh, you have those nights sometimes. That stuff just happens. And it's true. But you as the coach, you as the stars on the team, you're supposed to be the ones going out there preventing it from happening. We said it last year, all year. And and it drives me crazy, Joe because I don't want to see this start happening again. You have to take care of it now. Because when it happens in the playoffs, all of a sudden, you're looking left and right, and you know guys might get attached. Like, I, I, I'm just—I feel like we're reliving it a little bit because all last year it was fine. Who cares? Move on. And then when you're down three nothing against Miami, oh, you know we lost our identity, and oh, we might not be as together as we think here. We got to come together. Like that can't be the time we come together. And they tried it like they, you know, tried like hell to do it. At that right. point, it almost and, made and, it happen. And Bobby, they lost they those three games. They lost those three games in different ways. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's why we were kind of like, oh, Crunch wait, time. this can happen. Like, oh, Crunch are they down three zero? The little things, yeah. Little all things. of it struck. Yeah, and you know, another factor last year, you were super healthy on that run. So you know, health was an excuse either. There, health was an excuse tonight. So I just the through line, John, is what scares you. Because we've seen this team do it. It's a different incarnation. You have more talent. You have more safety valves in terms of you might be able to get away with doing certain things just because you're that good. And you have other guys that can save you here. White, Holiday, Porzingis, all the way down the line to the bench that continues to play really well. I mean, the bench almost saved them again tonight. Hauser comes in, rank three. Pritchard had a big shot. Like, it's on Brown and Tatum. And, you know, I'm glad to hear Brown take accountability for this one, but does he mean it? You know, Tatum, just move on. I, I Forget Joe. Joe's going to do what Joe does. We know it at, at this point. I think you look at Tatum at, after this one, especially with what he said, Joe Sway, right there. And, you know, I, stop me if you disagree with this, but we've heard this from him before, right? Move on. Yeah, throw it in the trash. On to Memphis. We know they can beat Memphis. We know they can beat Atlanta. We know they can have a good week. But what are you taking from this one? Were there any takeaways from this game? Things they got to do better. Things they got to work on. Like you can just broadly say, oh, we got to do, you know, we got to go to practice and tighten some things up here. But what needs to get better? Is there any acknowledgement from that tonight? I don't think anything. I don't know if there's any acknowledgement. I do believe it is a bad day at the office. I do believe it's one that you could easily just say it happened and they could go out and win by 70 next game. And everyone's like, see, you know, like, what were we worried about? And they've done that before. It's it's not that. It's that if it's, if this is part of who you are and it can come out at any time, it can come out at the wrong time. So you want to nip it in the bud and you just want to recognize that you can be this way and that you shouldn't be this way. And you're supposed to be professionals and you had everybody healthy and you're playing an undermanned team and you're not supposed to play with your food and learn from it and say that like, yeah, this is embarrassing shit, you know? Um, but I don't know from in terms of the game, like we want to nitpick certain things, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, is there anything about the way they played uh, outside of the effort and the, uh, you know, and, and the sloppiness, particularly with how they started. 
what the in way terms they of style like look there's things yeah. that you like we can talk about those things like look is it going to be a team that's too reliant on the three that doesn't get to the free throw line enough that doesn't create enough easy baskets that doesn't create enough turnovers um all of those things are could be could could kill you in a game bobby right but yeah. they have so many things that can beat you that they can beat you with I just don't necessarily worry about it. I'm not going to get too hung up on those aspects. No team is perfect. No team can do everything well all the time. They do a lot of things well, and they can defend at a high level, and they can switch, and they can do a bunch of different things, and they have multiple guys who can create their own shots, and that's just something they've never had in the past. So overall, the good outweighs the bad by by miles and miles and miles. So I'm not going to nitpick the aspects of their game that aren't perfect. It's really more a matter of when the other team ratchets it up, are you ready to answer the bell? And that's why I keep saying, I guess it's well, more of a mentality thing, right? And it's a mentality, you know, yeah, and I mean, you gave up you know, Joe adjusts to things when things in series, when things change, when teams don't do the same thing every night, when you're getting their best effort, when you have good coaches on the other side, watching what you're doing, game planning and completely changing, flipping the script on you. Are you able to figure that out as well? You know, Spolstra was just toying with Missoula in the first three games of the year. You know, they're like, Oh my God, the zone, he's going to kill us with that. And then he plays an entire game without going to zone once, you know, like stuff like that. So I don't know. I mean, there's, those are the unknowns. How's Joe going to react? How are the Jays going to react? It's the same. It's the same thing. They're just better equipped to handle it this year. Yeah, but why is that though? I mean, you have two guys you didn't have last year that changed the dynamic of your team. Like, use them. You know, I just want to see that utilized more often, and especially in Porzingis. But um, look, the- and you do wonder if it was Ime if he'd kick him in the ass, right, Joe Sway, and just be like, just I don't think there's any doubt. Shit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Just especially so it's, no, well, especially a game like this. Yeah, that's a really good point. So yeah, I mean, I just think that's something that is part of the players knowing what's best for the for themselves and in, in the, down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Because let's face it, they they're the ones that have to you know rely on that muscle memory to make the right decisions. But it's also also got to be a little bit on the coaches, right? Like you got to set these guys up. And I, I just think offensively, you know, outside of that drive from Tatum down the stretch in that fourth quarter, I just didn't see a whole lot of like plays being set up you know i feel like they're just freestyling out there and that's good in some some of the time you know we've seen these guys pull it off especially in a big way i mean look big picture wise so they still have the best record in the nba and clearly uh one of the more dominant teams in the nba however when they when they're not playing that way in that fourth quarter and and it seems like they're just struggling to find a to, to make a play it worries me it does it generally does because i don't think or at least i haven't seen uh very, a lot of t- a lot of the times in those moments where Joe Mazzullo draws up a quick play for what this team really needs, you know, out of the timeout plays. Like, he's just not that type of coach. Yeah, so and he, you, talk he about, been there. you talk about him trying to set them up with that approach to be able to be a little bit more random and creative and self-sufficient in the playoffs, right? It can't be a parade of timeouts saving them uh, in a playoff game. So you understand that mindset. But on the other hand, there might be a situation that calls for a heavier hand from the sideline. And that's been me and your biggest issue with him all along, John, is that he won't put his imprint on plays enough, at least moments where things are kind of spiraling to add a little bit of structure to maybe run a play to run a play in a non-conventional way, you know, to get a guy involved that, you know, might throw the defense off. Like you, you really, and I, again, I want to go back and watch a lot of this game. Cause I feel like I didn't get a great feel for it, you know, in the moment here in terms of what went wrong offensively, but I agree with Joe Sway there. It seemed to be a structure thing. They seemed a little rattled 
you know, as they fell behind by double digits, particularly right after halftime uh, to where, they, you know, they're missing shots inside. You know, they're not getting clean looks at the basket. Things are a little crowded in there. That is the one thing I think Joe acknowledges a lot after some of their worst nights is the spacing wasn't there and guys weren't in the right positions in terms of freeing up that rent lane because, you know, they had a pretty good third quarter, John. You know, they won it. They got better shots. Tatum got going. But I think they missed six shots in the paint, and almost all of them turned into points the other way. All of them probably could have been cleaner looks in there. And, you know, that's still a philosophical debate here with, with, with Joe is I think that's what makes him nervous. They'll get there. There'll be maybe a 50-50 shot at the rim. And if you miss it, boom, you're dead the other way. Uh, and that showed itself tonight. Does that make them a little more hesitant to go there more often? You wouldn't like to see that because I do think it's an element they need. More rim looks, more free throws, which I think are directly correlated with that. Um, so some of it's some of it's basketball, some of it's mentality. I think more of it's mentality, John, because it's the situations they're in. Crunch time, big deficit, um, a game where your opponent's missing its best players that – rattle them it's it's not the talent on the other side or um a star on the other side or anything any other coach is doing out there like i think they're pretty sound in their x's and o's as much as a few of the points there might frustrate us so it's a mentality thing this game was clearly a mentality loss and did they have the championship mentality because we know they have the championship roster there's no doubt about it yeah and we're all sitting here saying they're gonna do it this year sat there at times last year saying they're going to do it this year. So they've had the rosters. It's been the mentality thing that prevents them from doing that. So it's tough to measure. It's tough to quantify, especially with this team. It's tough to get them to talk about it. Uh, so I think we're all just kind of sitting here in the dark, waiting for those big games in the playoffs and yep. seeing if it's going to rear its head. Before we wrap, here's Jason Tatum talking about it. I mean, like you said, we got a couple of days of practice and, and look over things that we can do better. Uh, Today, Thursday, it's just, just a bad week at work. You know, everybody here got a job. Uh, you know, nobody has great days every day. And, you know, us, we're no different. This is our job. Um, we would love to be perfect. We would love to win every game and make every shot. But uh, it's just not the case. But, you know, we got to be better and look ourselves in the mirror. And that's what we're going to do. Don't we all, Jason? Bad day, but that was electric. Anyway, um, we're gonna. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, funny too because like, that was the, just, that was the biggest that was the biggest quote of the whole thing, man. That's why guy just makes me want to run through a wall. Um, anyway, <laughs> so maybe yeah. they're right because we saw we saw. But in see, John, that, that's a, the, the the type of motivation you need during a game, though. I don't oh want to see God. him up there being like, "This guy needs to do this." That. No, no, I want to see it during a game because then, then in that moment. I think right. you get a response from your teammates. I think I'm pretty and sure. And they did it tonight, Tatum, right? If it's, if it's Tatum doing it, it didn't work. It didn't work, but they did it tonight. And you say it all the time, John. Who cares what they're saying after the game? It's a lot of lip service. We saw them actually go out there and try to rile each other up and fire each other up and get a response in terms of benching and all of that. And that's pretty rare from this group. So. Is that a step in the right direction? Do those things fire them up and put them on a little bit of a run here? Do the practices, as they say, help here, tightening things up? We're going to see that this week, and certainly it's a good opportunity to do so against three really bad teams. And it does remind me, John, that Memphis game, obviously Memphis coming up on Sunday, the one in Memphis, 
was in a good example of, wow, you were just horrible in this game and you got away with it. Uh, yeah. So we'll see if that happens again. We'll see if it happens again. We've got a got got a couple days off, and we're back on Sunday, right? Sunday at six. Sunday Marcus at Ryan. six. Marcus video tribute night, and that's about it, right? Maybe an L. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we don't want to build bad habits. You've built them. You don't want to get back into them, right? You don't want to. <laughs> you know, you've had yeah. them. It's it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We all have <laughs> bad built. habits. They've been in the bag. They're built. They're, they're fully built. This the they're built. Um, but again, they have avoided them uh, for the better part of this year. Uh, but as you know, Fuzzy put in the comments, and other people have also said, you, you've gotten away with you gotten away with some stuff because you are so talented. You're no, you're not. Yeah, gonna get they've away minimized. With it. They've minimized. You're not going to get away with it in the playoffs, and I think that's fair. But anyway, thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, it was fun. Um, and yeah, I know it was a hate show, but I, we don't, we're not really hating. It's like I said, it's the concern cake. It's a concerned show. Um, you want to make sure that they're okay. Uh, and there's nothing to be super concerned about almost every single game like this. You're going to ask, does it matter? How much does it matter? You know? And that's kind of what we're trying to figure it all out. Um, so again, thank you guys for hanging. Uh, thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Joe Sway. Uh, check out uh, our Celtics YouTube channel. Subscribe, like it, share it, do all that good stuff. Uh, check us out. We do appreciate you guys hanging with us every night. We will see you. I appreciate that. We will see you guys on Saturday? Sunday. 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 Just said Sorry. It. I just said it, but I'm looking for the outro and I'm trying to wrap the show. We'll see you guys Sunday. Wait, Ahmed's got an outro for us, I think. No, he doesn't. He said he was going to work on an outro. He had a phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. <laughs> Forfeit's out. I, don't, I think it's an option. <laughs> that did not sound like a chair. It was a freaking chair. It does sound like a chair.